0: How many of you have been practicing living in the authority and the victory that God has given to us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I say, how many of you have been practicing living in that authority? Hallelujah. That God has given to us. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you once again for your presence. I thank you for your Holy Spirit whom you've given to us. We're so grateful to you this morning that you're here God because it's your presence and your anointing that makes all the difference. It destroys the yoke of the enemy and brings us liberty oh God. It energizes and empowers us God and enables us to live as who you say we are, who you've created us to be. I now yield every part of me now and I say speak God, speak, speak, speak. Touch to the very core of our being, God. For we need to hear from you. We need to know your heart and your mind, oh God. So we give you praise and thanks this morning for doing exactly that. In the name of your Son, Jesus, the living Christ, we pray. And all God's people say amen. And amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah I want to thank God for every one of you here this morning amen. and I truly love you with the love of God I'm so grateful uh, to be associated with you to be your friend I'm so grateful that God has placed us in each other's life I'm, I'm so grateful amen and I mean that with all of my heart I just want to thank God for you every one of you here this morning my family, my friends uh, I know we just celebrated Thanksgiving and I know we've all got so much to be thankful for. Amen? Amen. All you got to do is just stop to think about it. I've got so much. My dear mom is here Uh, yet another year. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God so much for her. I thank God for the legacy. I thank God for my beloved, darling wife. Amen? She's here. Thank God for her in my life. Amen. 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 I thank God for the legacy of Pastor Tim, even though he's not here. Come on, give God praise for him allowing God to just do such an awesome work. And for his lovely and beautiful wife, Miss Becky, I thank God for her. I thank God. Amen? Hallelujah. I thank God, I said it before, that we should not ever, ever, forget every time you think of his legacy remember Miss Becky because he didn't do it by himself amen he had such a strong and powerful wife behind him and Miss Becky I thank God truly for you I'm not just saying that to be saying that but I mean it with all my heart because you see I've grown up as a pastor's kid, so I know what it is amen when all else fail and you feel all kind of things and you encounter all these things you come home and then mama or the wife is there when you guys don't see what's going on behind the scenes, yeah. she is seeing it. Amen? Right. So I know what it means uh, to have that legacy and to have a, a praying and a godly and a powerful wife. So I thank God for all that you've done, Miss Becky. Yeah. I th- truly thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For all of you are uh, Clemson fans. Yeah. 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 Hey. Woo. Woo. Oh. <laughs> know that me wearing orange uh, was not because of Clemson. It just happened to work that way. Amen? Yes, he is. And for all you Carolina fans, I will be here. I will be right here for prayer afterwards. Or consolation, whichever comes, you know, I'll be here for you. Amen. I thank God. So we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and I was uh, praying, asking God uh, what to share, because I'm always mindful, and I, I, don't, I just don't want to tell you what's my opinion. I want to give you what God says. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Amen? Because as I live my life, it's become increasingly important to me every day, more and more, uh, that I give you what God is saying. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Not hearing my voice, not hearing anyone, but hearing the word of God. Amen? And I was praying all week long, all before, you know, asking God, God, what it is you want to share? And he began to drop in my spirit this whole thing about thanksgiving. And he mentioned a word in my spirit, thanks living. He says oftentimes, uh with this whole Thanksgiving holidays become synonymous of food and and turkey and and family and friends, and those things are good, amen? I don't wanna discount that at all. It it is very important that we learn to fellowship and to really demonstrate the love of God during this time. But the Holy Spirit began to speak to me even early this week. He said, you know something, this life I've called you and everyone who's called by my name to live. It's not just about a one-day holiday called Thanksgiving, but he said, I'm calling you to thanks living. Where this is something that we do every day It's become a part of living. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to my spirit, and he said, you know something? The reason why a lot of folks don't really understand thanks living is because they don't really understand what I've given them. Right. I want you to think about that for a second. Yes. The Holy Spirit began to show me certain things. He says, I want you to think about this when it comes to giving thanks. If I give you something, right, your level of thanks and praise is going to be directly related to the joy, the happiness you get from what I've given to you. Amen? For example, if I were to call somebody up and give them a nice number two pencil, you may say, well, praise God, Brother Dexter, you know. Hallelujah, I like number twos, you know. And I may get some thanks from it. But if I were to call someone else up this morning, and get in my briefcase and open it up and pull out about a nice thick wad of crispy hundred dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. It, I already got a couple of volunteers, right? The level of thanks and praise would be completely different. Why? Because the value you're getting from what I'm giving you is different. Amen. And the Spirit of God began to speak to me, says many times. My people don't praise and thanks me, thank me the way they should because they still don't understand what I've given them. Amen? So he began to speak to my spirit. So this morning, I just want to, I told you before, a lot of times I'm sharing to you my Bible study, the things the Holy Spirit speaks to me about. Amen? The things that I use to govern my life and to proceed in this Christian walk because I've told God, God, I do not want to live an ordinary life. Amen. Yeah. I just can't. I've seen too much, I've experienced too much to live what is called a normal Christian life. When I say just Christian, where we go to church from Sunday after Sunday, you sing a couple of songs. Amen. Shake a couple of hands, give a couple of hugs out, and we go back home to life as usual. Amen. And the Spirit of God began dealing with me. said, I have not called you to that, son. Yeah, that's right. Amen. You know, just uh, yesterday at work, I shared this with my wife. I'm not going to get into too much details, but we had a situation happen that if it were not for the intervention I know of angels, there would have been a couple of people killed. Just like that. I mean, just like that. In the midst of work, this thing happened where several people could have been crushed by a truck, you know, right there, just a a freak accident. Things happen. And while I was on one hand trying to calm uh, some of the employees, okay, everybody get back to work. It's gonna be all right. And I went over there looking at uh, at the person, the victim who was involved in this, and I'm looking. And the thought is going into my mind, is this person alive? Is there blood? And, I'm, you know, all the stuff that the management is supposed to do, he's supposed to check the situation. Is there blood? Is this person hurt? Do I need to run over there and check a and Who's going to call 911? And all this stuff is going on. Then after it got a little calm, the Holy Spirit, while the person was still laying over there, began to speak to me. He says, now in this situation, are you going to be like everybody else? Come on. Come on. What if the person actually died? are you prepared right here, right now to walk over there and speak live into that body? This gospel, I'm sorry if I tear up, okay? You see, it is not just for coming to church. God has given us this for us to live by. Amen? Amen? There's so many people, some in our own families, that are going to die unless we be who we be. Y'all going to get that. Unless we are who God has called us to be. And right then and there, after it all settled down and the person went to the hospital and I found out they were fine, I just had to step back and I said, God... I have to be that person you've created me to be. I have to. There's too many people who are going to cross my path. And you've got to be able to say the same because I know it's true for every one of you. There's people that are going to cross my path and your path that unless you're being who God has called you to be. Remember I said we're not children of God in the doing, but in the being. He's created us as such. That they're going to miss out. So I want to look at this whole thing about thanks living. What does it mean? What does it mean to live in a constant and a continual state of gratitude, of giving thanks? Amen? First verse I want us to look at are verses, Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to read verse 12 and then verse 15. Wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with His own blood suffered without the gate. Now let's jump down to verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How? Continually. Continually, That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Now, that word there, giving, uh, therefore, offering, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. The word praise there, the Greek word, it translates praising the act that is uh, specifically a thank offering. Amen? So here we are encouraged uh, by Paul that as Christians, we should continually live in a state of thankfulness. Amen? Not just Turkey Day, Amen. but continually. You know, I grew up, and Mom is right here, so I could talk about her. Amen. We would laugh at Mom sometimes because everything, she gives thanks. We'd be sitting there watching a movie, and on the end, the good guy loses, and the bad guy wins. and Oh, bless the Lord. <laughs> and we were like, Mom, it's a movie. These are screen actors. Every single thing. She just lived in this constant, continual state of thanksgiving. We'd be going to the grocery store, and, and, or she'd be out shopping and expecting to pay such and such, and the price dropped. Oh, hallelujah, thank the Lord for this sale. And we're in the store like, okay, hallelujah, pray, pray. pray. Everything, right? So we see here Paul was encouraged, and he says that we should continually live in a continual uh, 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 state of praising God. Now, I want us to look at two verses. One, I've preached Now, you're going to see this with me. There's several verses that I'm going to use quite a lot because they, they're so powerful across so many different applications. One of those is John 1.12, uh, one of my favorite verses. And there's nothing you're gonna discover from me, I've got like quite a lot of favorite verses. And you need to have them the same. Like one of your favorite verses, yes! I thought you said that last week, well I've got quite a few. (laughs) Reminds me of the parent who would tell uh, each of her several kids, you know, you are my favorite child. And then next week they see the other one, yeah, you are my favorite child. And everybody's thinking they're their favorite, right? right? Thinking they're the only favorite. Now. But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. This is just for foundational purposes. But as many as received him, keyword I want you to underline there, received him. Now, the whole fact about us not being able to praise on certain levels because we just don't understand, right? Here's one of those. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. To many that received him. The Greek word there, receive. Now, something the Spirit of God began dealing with me maybe about two months ago. And I was like, okay, God, this 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 needs to be developed. He said, a lot of things that I've given to folks, my people, The fact remain is, they just hadn't received it. Right. Amen. Now, I want you to understand this, right? If I brought a lot of things up here on stage, and I began handing them out, and I got to one whatever it was, a mega whatever, and I said, this belongs to Brother Greg. Well, let's give you something uh, tangible. Let's say I rolled up here with a Mercedes S550. You like that? It's got the Clemson design on the inside. And I said, Brother Greg, that is yours. You've been my brother since high school. I love you, brother. God has blessed me, so now I'm blessing you. It is yours. key is in it. Brother Greg could walk by and look at that car. He could crank it up and turn it back on. He could even sit in there, man, this leather is good. Turn the radio on, man, that sound is phenomenal. Close it back up and, all right. And walk home. <laughs> and walk back to church and look at it again, oh, man. And call his wife for the kids. Y'all sitting here, sit in the back. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, this is mine, brother. Dexter gave it to me. I got the keys right here that car is not going to do him a single good until he receives it. Yeah. Yeah. The word there, receive, is a Greek word. It means to take, in many applications, literally as well as figuratively, probably objective or active, to hold on. I began rehearsing in my mind, and then so many scriptures came, like Mark 11. Let's go to Mark 11, 23, and 24. And there are so many scriptures. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Powerful verse, right? But here's the kicker, the next verse. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye what, See. and He said, then ye shall have them. So, even though oftentimes we read the first verse and we're wondering, God, You said what seven sort of things I desire when I pray. But yet, God, I desire a lot. I'm not seeing it. And then he says right there, what seven things when you desire? He said, if I speak to this mountain, all this kind of stuff. But that very small word in there, he says, believe that ye receive. You have got to literally agree that God, what you've given me, I am now taking hold of it. You see, the enemy is quite happy for us to come to church and sing about it. He is very happy for us to read God's word about it. He wants us to crank up the car, kick the tires, rub it down, take it to the car wash, but he don't want us to receive it. The same thing with the healing that God has given to us. He wants you to talk about it with the doctor, talk about it with each other, yes, but God says until you receive it, you can't own it. You've got to come to the point. I've got to come to a point. Where we see God, you've done your part. You've given this to me. Now, I have got to receive it. Amen? Why? God is a gentleman. He didn't force anything upon you. He says, look, I've done my part. I'm going back. Jesus said, I'm going back up to the Father. Right? Now, here's another verse. The one we looked at uh, before, right? About as many as received him. Remember I said keep an eye on that word to them. give you, As many as did what? So if you hadn't received him, guess what? You have no power to become the sons of God. Not a single ounce of power until you receive what Christ died for. Amen? Now, Why is this such a powerful thing? It is said that knowledge is power. I've heard that before. But the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. He says, knowledge isn't power. It is the proper use of that knowledge. That is is. power. Remember as parents, you would tell your kids when they do something wrong. You know better. Yeah, they knew better. You're doing any good. Nope. (laughs) You've got to use what you, Hallelujah. (laughs) Listen, Gospel Temple, I want to throw something right here to you right now. I want to challenge you this week, begin to use what you know. Amen? Stop having the knowledge God has given to us on a book. Listen, this stuff is not for a bookshelf like a book in your library. You know, this is not for that. He says, give us our daily bread. Bread meaning food you need to eat to stay alive. Amen? Paul says, we walk by faith. This is for your living. Amen. And you've got to lay hold to it. As the Spirit of God began to trickle this into my spirit about this whole thing about receiving. He says, once I've given it to you, I want you to live in this state of receiving. Grab hold to it. Stop being afraid to grab hold to it. Stop. If something happens in your life, and you know what God's word says, stop worrying God. God could it? No. He says it. It is settled. Amen. If it's mine, God don't do this little give you take me back. Well, I gave it to you last week. I'm going to take it back. to the, No. The Bible says the promises of God are what? Yes. Amen. amen. You know what amen means, right? Amen. Is mean it's like a period behind the sentence. It is done. Right. Be it. So when you go, or when the enemy comes in, you see because I said this way, 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 way before, the enemy only defeats you not by power, not by anything, but by trickery. That's the only. Isn't that, when the Holy Spirit showed that to me, it just not blew my mind, but just enhanced my mind. It's like the devil cannot, not will not, he cannot. Beat you unless he fools you into thinking you're less than who you are. The most powerful strategy. You know, I was listening, I think it's, uh, I can't remember his name. Listen to a preacher that says something so powerful. I mean, it was powerful to me. He says, oftentimes we give the devil all this credit. He's masterful. He said, man, the devil blew it so many times. I began thinking about it. Yeah, this joker blew it. That he would think he, I mean, to go against God. He got kicked out of heaven the first time. But you see, a lot of times, he didn't realize Jesus was who Jesus was. Don't you understand when the Bible says great was the mystery of who Christ was, the devil was mystified also? He didn't sit there all smart like, let me figure this. Yeah, this was God in human body. Yeah, all in, I got that. No, he was like everybody. else. like, it's a baby, but this is, how, how, how could this be, you know? Is he here, what? You know? That's why the Bible says if he knew that, He wouldn't have crucified Christ. Could you imagine God, Christ in bodily form, walking around? The Bible says he was in hell. Listen, folks, I need you to understand. When Christ went to hell, he went to hell. Amen. Amen. Amen? And all the torment in Hades, you could imagine demons just looking at this person because he was fully man and fully God. So the enemy, they're all confused like, what's going on? He's dead, yeah, he's tormented, and the Bible says he bore such torment and all the torment of sin. Yeah. So for three days the enemy and the demons are looking around. They, 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 they want to rejoice, but they still don't really know. Like, oh, should we? Yeah, he did something about this guy. And then on the third. Yeah. Then on the third day, yeah. this person who they thought was a regular man. Such power and light began being emanated from his being. And every demon in hell and the devil himself jumped back like what in the world? We've been had. Why? This is the king of kings and lord of lords. The same one who kicked us out of heaven. He's here. Not only that, he now lives in us. Now, let me bring this in. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty-seven. Very short, sweet verse. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now ye, we, all of us, we are the body of Christ. I want you, the wheels of your mind to begin to turn. If we are his body, every single thing that God has given to him, who's got access to it? I can't say I am blessed. I am healthy, and my body—not my body—is part of me. Yeah. Amen. Receiving what God has given, and accepting who He said we are—it's all about submitting. Amen. I'm gonna say this again: receiving what God has given to us, and accepting who He says we are is about submitting to him yeah. now when we submit to him we come under his authority yeah. you wonder why, why is this powerful let's go to Matthew chapter 8 we can read verse 8 through 10 Matthew 8 very powerful verse we've looked at this before but we've looked at it in a different application here's a different one the centurion answered and said Lord I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. He says, speak the word how only. Only. Right there, and we have looked at this before, right? About understanding who we are and speaking it. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing that somehow the enemy tricked us into feeling and thinking that for God to move or for him to keep his word, we've got to jump through all kind of hoops. Come on. Come on. You know, it's like you've got to go to church. Oh, you missed a Sunday. Oh, my goodness. You can't speak. No, no, no. You can't speak the way God has called you, Missed Mr. Sunday. Oh, you didn't pray for, 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 for two hours today. You only pray for 30 minutes. Speak the word only. Now, this is powerful. I was sitting there, and I was like, God, okay, so why is this? I want to get ahead of myself. I started on the end, right? Actually, uh, verse 10, when Jesus says, no greater faith I found than this in Israel. And I I was like, God, okay, so he said, speak, but why is this so, why is this so great? Let's look at this word. The centurion said, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. Right? Uh, verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled. Yeah. Now, here's some Bible study tips, folks. This is, call it Dex's own personal Bible study tips. Anytime I read stuff like that, where Jesus marveled. You remember I told you months ago about Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed. When I read stuff like that, all my antenna like, God, what? Jesus, you marveled? I need to spend some time in here. So it says, he marveled and said to them that followed. So he was walking to, I think it's Jairus' house, or walking towards the centurion, and he stopped, and he told everybody following, look. He says, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. So why was this so great? The centurion in the previous verse, uh, uh, verse 9, he says, I am a man under authority. The Holy Spirit began to come back. He says, remember this, I told you a while back, authority can only be attained by two ways. One, it has to be given, or two, you got to take it. I was like, okay, okay, Holy Spirit, yep. So two ways now, authority has to be given or you got to take it by force. So now the centurion says, I am a man living under this authority. He says, why? Because I realize I am a centurion. I've got the whole Roman army behind me. Right. So I'm bringing myself under this authority. Now, sidebar. If the authority is not given to you, you can't take it unless you're more powerful than who you're taking it from. Is it turning now? So then, if you don't have this authority, and you're going up to get it, unless you're more powerful, you're fighting a losing battle. So now the centurion says, I understand because I've got authority. I've got soldiers on to me, I've got all, I say, and this and such and such happen. You see, the Holy Spirit began to tell me, it's not just about authority, it's about submitting. Amen. When you submit to something, you're saying now, I bring myself in agreement with what's going on here. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then the Holy Spirit brought back that scripture to me. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil we are concerned most times as Christians when we try to resist him it doesn't happen why we've skipped part the most the most important part of that scripture we script over it we go right past the submit part resist the devil and he will flee and the devil is like yeah go ahead and try resisting me why we hadn't submit so since you have not submitted to Christ's authority You coming under whose authority? Your own. You don't have any. Amen. Without Christ, you've got no authority. Hence, when you go to resist the devil, he's looking at you like, what in the world are you doing? You think you're going to resist me? You come with no authority. You don't know what it means to submit. And when I say submit, I'm talking about submitting to the authority of God's word. Amen. So now, When you bring yourself onto this, he says, I am now submitted. So I understand how this works. So Christ, I've seen what you can do. I know how you speak. Why? Because you're submitted to the authority of the Father, the Godhead. It's all in one. Therefore, by me submitting to you, I now bring myself onto your authority and your power and your protection. So this thing about reading the word of God and submitting your life to it is far greater than that. It's more than just saying, I've read the word of God. You've got to literally bring yourself on. How does that happen? You've got to receive it. You've got to own it. You've got to say, God, this word I just read, it is for me. I'm I'm taking ownership of this. You said by your stripes I was and am healed. I'm owning this. I am submitting myself to your authority. I accept. Now, I'm going to say this and in to close. The centurion understood authority. That word authority, you know what it means? The Greek word, it means submission or acceptance of receiving. Amen? It says, I accept. In old days, when a person was knighted, you had to accept the knighthood, right? By accepting that, you bring yourself on the discovery. Amen? Going back to the first verse we looked at about Hebrews, and it says we must give praise and thanks continually. Now. Here's this word. (laughs) I looked up the Greek meaning of that word thanks used there, and it means this, to assent that is covenant. To acknowledge, to con or profess. Confession is made to give thanks. Acknowledge a covenant. When we receive from God and say, God, whatever your word says, I have now received it, You say, God, I am now coming into covenant with, oh my goodness, with you through your word. Hallelujah. Now, when you come into covenant with God, God never breaks his covenant. Never, ever, ever, ever breaks a covenant. So when you submit during this time and you say, God, I receive. You see, when you understand all that you I've been brought into. He says, the blessing that was on Abraham is now yours through Christ Jesus. In case you're wondering all the, listen, this week go in the Old Testament and look at all the blessings that God said he was going to bless Abraham with. In case you want to understand all the things that we are now a part of simply by accepting Christ. And when you understand that, it will take you to a Different level of praise and worship. Listen, I've been doing this for a while. I've heard all kinds of stuff. I've seen people in church, and I understand that we have different personalities. I'm teaching you now, right? We've got to understand the Word of God. Before, Christ did miracles, but you know what Christ did the most of? Taught and preached. Why? Why? Because faith coming by, you've got to understand this. We have different personalities. I'm not here to discount that. I've heard people say, well, this is my personality. I'm more. Listen, learning how to praise and thanks God, you've got to change your personality, folks. And I don't mean to step on toes, I'm just telling you the truth of the matter. I've seen folks who said, man, I'm just quiet and kicked back. The same one when publishers clear and I hit on their doors and present them with that big chair. Ah! <laughs> Is that that quiet lady that never said anything? Oh, Lord, I want it. <laughs> so it shows when you understand what you've got and it means that much to you, all kind of praise comes out of you. <laughs> I want to encourage you this morning. The next time, here's how this works. The next time the enemy comes and presents you with death, you remember that you've been called to life. The next time the enemy comes and presents you with poverty, remember the word that says he became poor so that now I could become rich. And I'm going to thank God based on what his word says. When I began to understand that, I open my mouth and praise God because I know how I get at a football game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. God says, I want you. Your life should be a screaming representative of me. Wherever you go, there should be praises emanating from your very being. You understand what I'm saying, folks? Now, if the Spirit of God is touching your heart this morning, receive it. Receive it. I'm not telling you this to step on your toes. I'm telling you this to get to another level. If you've had problems coming to church and praising, start small, but by doggone it, start somewhere. Come in here. If you got to open your mouth, oh, thank you, Jesus. It's fine. Do it. Next week. yourself a little further when something happens you throw up a hand thank you Jesus yes and I'm telling you something the same folks you think you're so quiet you're gonna see a praise begin to erupt inside of you when that praise begins to come forward it confuses the enemy why because he wants you to praise based on the natural circumstances but you're already a level ahead of him you are praising God based on the spiritual expectation and who God says You are. Amen? Amen? You are ready to praise God in this place? Come on, I said, are you ready to praise God? Come on, stand with me. Just for one minute, I want you to praise God. Yep, I ask you to praise God. I don't really like to dictate. I'm telling you to join with me as we praise God. I want you to think of everything you can think of. All the good things in your life. The fact that you're here this morning. In your right mind, there's somebody that went to sleep saying last night and this morning they are stark crazy. Mine is completely gone, but you're here. There's somebody that went to bed last night and got a stroke in their sleep. And this morning they're being rushed to the hospital, but you came in here this morning. There's somebody that don't know where their next meal is coming from, but according to God's word, you know where yours is coming from. So let's just praise God for one minute. Come on. Father, I bless you. I bless you Lord I praise you and I bless you I worship you God I give you all the glory my life is all about thanks I was created to praise you I was created to worship you I am in covenant with you I bring myself on the subjection and submission to your power and to your authority I give you glory and honor now Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 If you don't know Christ, anyway, if you do not